0: Hello. Hey, can you see me and hear me? Okay.
1: Yeah, can you see and hear me? Okay.
0: Yes, I can. What's your shirt?
1: Says everything's better with ranch.
0: That's true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No lie there.
1: No lie there.
0: <laughs> this is made in music. Hello. This is Kara. Welcome or welcome back. To the Maiden Music podcast. First of all, I just want to give a huge thank you to everyone who listened to the last episode. It means so much. And thank you to anyone who's coming back. It definitely makes me even more excited and encouraged to continue making these podcast episodes where I talk about music with my friends. I really appreciate it. So before we get into today's genre, just wanted to, I guess, ask for some advice from. Listeners, if anyone happens to know. So, some feedback that I was getting from last episode, and something I thought about as well, is how nice it would be if these songs that we talk about were just directly inside of the podcast episode. But I was looking into some fair use uh, laws, and unfortunately, it seems a bit risky. Um, Even if it's for educational or just discussion purposes where they are given credit. I would still have to reach out to these artist management to get um, actual licensing to be able to use their songs. So for now, I'm just going to stick with the Spotify playlists that have the songs in full as kind of a workaround for that, unless anyone has any ideas of how I could maybe sneak some songs in or get good licensing um, more easily. Let me know. But for now, you can just check the description for that Spotify playlist. So let's get into the genre for today, which is hyperpop. I'll start with a little bit of history. Hyperpop is still a fairly new genre, really only dating back to the early 2010s. There are definitely some artists that you'll recognize who contributed early on to the genre. People like Kesha and 303, and even Pharaoh Abraham. There was also influence coming from nightcore Music, which was music that a lot of people found on SoundCloud that was characterized by really high-pitched vocals, electronic production, and anime that was being used for the visuals. Then there was A.G. Cook, who founded Personal Computer Music, which started to produce a lot of the hyper-pop songs that we first heard, and continues as a label that has signed a bunch of these hyperpop artists. Cook also worked a lot with Sophie, who's definitely a very prominent figure in the hyperpop world, and for me personally is important because she was the first hyperpop artist that I found and really came to love. After hyperpop had been around for a couple years in kind of a more niche underground scene, that's when Charlie XCX, who was definitely known for more traditional pop type music, uh, came through with a hyper pop album called Pop 2 in 2017. And this is when hyper pop started to get into mainstream pop. Charlie XCX was historically more of your typical pop artist. Radio hits like Boom Clap were what she was known for, but now she did in 2017 and continues to be in more of the hyperpop world and even having A.G. Cook as her creative director now. I think it's definitely worth mentioning how much the internet influenced not only how the genre developed but also how it was spread. This is music that wasn't played on the radio like old pop had been and was really spread mostly by the internet. Um, I have to give credit to Gen Z and TikTok for this because in 2020 hyperpop spread more than ever and is now kind of what's looking like the future of pop, maybe? So, with all that being said, let's get into a conversation with a hyper-pop expert. Someone who definitely knows more than I do and is more deeply immersed in the scene. I'm really excited to share the conversation that I had with my dear friend, Sage Michaels. Thanks for doing this. I'm very excited that you're the second guest and you were so willing and eager. (laughs)
1: oh yeah i was hyped as soon as i heard that you were making a podcast i was like when can i get on
0: oh that's very nice thank you
1: Um, because i listen to podcasts all the time mm -hmm. Um, so now i get to see if if i can if i've if i've got the voice for a podcast (laughs) oh my god oh yeah
0: i think your audio yeah this is good you have earbuds in you have a little mic on there you sound very clear yeah yeah I mean, this will be a test to see if you're cut out for the podcast world.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will never listen to this because I hate hearing my own voice. Dude, but tell me about it. I'll have to ask everyone for their opinion. So. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. Give me some promo. But
1: yeah. If if you're listening to this, tell me what you think. Um, <laughs> give us feedback. Yeah. You can, ooh, you can uh, reach me at yeah, you can reach me at 858 oh 705 Hey, hey, no, no, no,
0: no, no. No, that's my phone number. <laughs> you cannot reach Sage at that phone number. I'm going to bleep out all those. Okay. I'm going to bleep out all of that. Okay. So Sage, I guess before we hop into music stuff, should we just talk briefly about how we know each other and who you are and, like, what you're doing with your life things you care about outside of music, I don't know, just an intro.
1: Sure, yeah, that sounds great. Um, So I think we might have met in middle school, but I don't think we became friends until freshman year art class of high school.
0: Sat across from each other while we drew.
1: Yep, and we've been like close friends ever since. There's a while where We would smoke pipe tobacco together. That was (laughs) vanilla flavored.
0: Oh my god. There we had so much of that. Such a big bag. And oh my god, there's so I won't name names here, but some of us would I don't know what it's called, but smoke it out of a bong.
1: Yes. But that was not. (laughs) We didn't
0: do that. We didn't
1: do that. That was not me. I would never do that. I (laughs) do not endorse (laughs) that.
0: We just liked looking like Gandalf and having pipes and smoking tobacco
1: yeah Mm -hmm. nasty disgusting (laughs) (laughs) so who uh, are you i'm sage my online name is saggy mumbles Mm -hmm. um i am currently a freelancer uh which pretty much means that i um try to do as little work as possible while being able to pay my rent Mm um and you know it's going all right I'd say uh just like yeah really trying to work as little as possible
0: good um where do you live
1: I current I'm based out of Los Angeles currently uh, I've moved three times in the last year so when this airs who knows where I'll be living um but yeah, I live in East Hollywood, um, with some friends of mine, and I don't know. I'm a corn enthusiast. Oh my god, not the raid. and
0: not the band corn, like actual corn on corn yeah. like on the cob.
1: Yeah, the 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 most wholesome thing about America for sure. Do you Korn. like? Do you like or have you listened to much of the band Corn? Uh, I mean, I've listened to like "Freak on a Leash." but like it didn't really i don't know i i'm really picky when it comes to like new metal like that Mm -hmm. Um, but like i mean i've listened to a little bit of them
0: okay because it would really it would make it better if you liked the band and you like the con the kind on the cob but
1: i mean i've seen i've seen a live cover band of corn spelled c-o-r-n um so that, uh, you know, that <laughs> there's something fun. to it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, But I don't know. Yeah. Corn enthusiast, professional sleeper. If you live in Chicago area and you want to drop money on a used tempur bed, <laughs> hit me up. I'm selling one. Really, uh, really quick before we go any further. Can you just
0: tell us that just like a really quick story about how you're actually a professional sleeper?
1: Sure. So I'm the best sleeper on the planet Um, and I put together a sleep resume and sent it over to Tempur-Pedic telling them that they should sponsor me because I'm the, the best at what I do and made a video for them with some testimonials and long story short, they like showed up at my house and gave me a bed and 25 pillows and custom PJs and a custom robe. Um, and they declared me the official sleep champion of tempur Um, and,
0: and there hasn't been another They ha- like you are the one and only.
1: Nope. It was like a post about, I think it was a post about Venus Williams and then a post about me on their, on tempur Twitter. And then like a post about Venus Williams having a child. So I'm <laughs> like up there with,
0: Venus Williams wow that's incredible I love it okay I think that's a pretty good summary of who you are for sure yeah. um okay so let's get into the music stuff um and you're I feel like pretty deep into it I feel like whenever I ask for music recommendations it's hyper pop these days so let's talk about it um for those who don't really yeah. know for those who don't really know about the genre can you just tell us like what it is <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, it's like extremely current. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to like pin down exactly what it is. Uh, it's basically a combination of all pop music <laughs> and it can, it blends elements of like pop, dance, hip hop, electronic music, um, trance, euro house. Like new metal, emo, rap, K-pop, J-pop, cloud rap—like it's it's kind of everything. Um, basically, like a way you could tell if a song that you're listening to is hyperpop is if it's got really, really high pitch, auto-tuned vocals, and like really distorted bass. Mm-hmm. Um, those are like generally two things that are present in every hyper pop song not you know there's like exceptions to that because it's really hard to pin down but like I'd say that's like a rough a rough start to like where to look yeah
0: yeah that's definitely a good kind of overview of what it is who are some artists that like are your favorite or that maybe some people have heard but maybe hadn't realized they were hyper pop just artists in that space
1: yeah so um, I mean, I think the queen of hyperpop uh, is Sophie, R.I.P.,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to a hero, a legend, an icon. Truly. Um, but you've also got like Laura Lez, Dylan Brady, Charlie XCX, um, Slater, mm-hmm. and someone I've been listening to a, a lot recently is Alice Long Yu Gao, mm-hmm. who, like, kind of falls in the hyperpop genre. Sometimes. I remember,
0: I remember you showed my her. She's very good. Yeah. Um, did you mention? Yeah, Laura Les and um, Dylan are from a hundred gex, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And I feel like that's kind of the band that maybe a lot of people, if they are hearing about hyper like hundred gex is huge. Yeah. So if you've listened to hundred gex, you've listened to hyper and you're in yes. it. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're like hundred gex is, I think kind of where a lot of people were like oh like this is a sound that i'm now going to get really into like they may have heard some sophie they may have heard some charlie mm-hmm. um but then like 100 gex
0: tipped them over the edge yeah, yeah totally like,
1: totally poisoned their brain and yeah and now <laughs> absolutely they like hyperpop
0: mm-hmm. um how old are you when you first listened to hyperpop i guess it's relatively new so probably somewhat recently and like Do you remember who introduced you, just how you
1: found it? So, like, the easy answer is um, a friend of mine, Josh, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it was Josh uh, posted Money Machine by 100 Gex Mm -hmm. on our Facebook group a couple years ago, and I've just, like, been into them ever since. So that, like, I guess Money Machine was probably the first hyper-pop song that I heard. And like, was like, oh shit, this is hyperpop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in high school, I heard the song Lemonade by Sophie at a party. And that was probably like the first, like, thing that would be classified as hyperpop now that I listen to. But I think back then I just thought of it as electronic music. Yeah. Um, I would say the real answer that like feels the most true is that when i was a baby oh boy my favorite song ever was i'm blue by eiffel 65 oh my gosh and i yeah my dad says that like on airplanes i would be crying and then he'd put on that song and i would stop crying and i would say that that song even though it definitely predates hyper like one of the things about hyper is it's just blending all of these different types of pop music and uses it like heavily relies on samples. So like in pretty much any, any mix of hyper you're probably going to have someone that puts on blue D by Eiffel 65 in there.
0: <laughs> so that's, I'm thinking of the right song, right? It's I'm blue. Oh, yeah. Classic. That song really stuck around for a while, too.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's a great song. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think I don't think my dad like realized that that song would define so much of my music taste throughout my life. Like, did he like it, too? Is that why he would play it? I think it got annoying to him Mm because I would just listen to it over and over again. But I think that that song is why, like. I got really into, I was really into the hamster dance song. And then I would look, up, I would look up the hamster versions of like <laughs> pop songs, which is like, you know, kind of like early nightcore, which is where a lot of people say hyper pop comes out of is like the nightcore scene. So I will say I was, I was originally, I was into nightcore before nightcore was even a thing. I was, I was just into like the hamster dance version of songs wow
0: look where we are now i know how things have changed um i do remember i think the time you mentioned hearing lemonade by sophie for the first time i think it was at my house for a new year's party or something um and i actually think it was sienna shout out sienna who was on the first episode who had a friend in new york that showed her the song and none of us had ever heard anything like it recently and it was definitely a random song on a playlist for new year's Mm -hmm. but all of us were like holy shit this is good and then every time i played it somewhere people be like what the fuck is this this is so good and that's how sophie became our queen
1: yep shout out sienna thank you
0: yeah yeah very the start of something beautiful Mm -hmm. um i did want to kind of talk about why Like the genre resonates with you? Like, how does it influence other parts of your life? Whether that be like clothes, the people you hang out with, morals, like just digging deeper into besides the music, like what is the community of hyperpop kind of brought you and what does it mean to you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Popping open a cold one,
1: popping open a a Lafroy.
0: Nice, it's time. Mm -hmm.
1: So I, there's like a lot of questions there. Mm-hmm. I guess the biggest thing is, especially like during COVID, um, the hyperpop scene has like really embraced being online. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of like a vapor wave and that like it, it kind of evolved and started online. And so while everyone is like, oh, like, I just miss live music. I just want to go to a concert, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Hyperpop has just, like, totally embraced it. I think, like, a week into COVID, uh, 100 Gex had, like, a Minecraft concert <laughs> that I went to, and it was sick as hell. Wow. Um, and it's just been, it's been great during COVID because it's also a very queer-dominated genre. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, like a lot of the like icons in hyperpop are like trans or queer, um, and so it's kind of a nice having a little like online community of queer people to like mm-hmm. go out with, quote unquote. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I would say like that. It's it it's just like helped my mental health during COVID.
0: Do you feel like you're mentioning how Hyperpop has meant a lot to you during COVID? Were you able to have a lot of experiences going to shows before COVID where you were able to be with these communities? And like, how did it feel? Like, how were you able to express yourself? Like, did it influence the way that you dressed or like what drugs you want to take or whatever, just being a part of the
1: community? Um, well, first of all, I don't take any drugs, right. um, but also I didn't I never made it to a hyper show like oh, that there, uh, there was a hundred gex concert at the in like December of 2019 mm. and it was like $15 to go <laughs> and I fucking I missed I missed it can I swear on here yeah totally okay. yeah I fucking <laughs> missed it and I cannot I'm still upset about it
0: Yeah, damn. Especially because now
1: after COVID, it's like they're gonna be so.
0: Yeah. Totally. Damn. What a bummer.
1: But I would still say that like I've seen them live. Like I've gone to these like Minecraft concerts, like I said, and Zoom concerts. And the Zoom concerts, they're not they're not even like trying to be the same as like an in-person concert. Mm -hmm. You know, like people they dress up, they like manipulate the backgrounds, they like play with the lights in front of them so that like what you see on the screen is like this very curated, fun thing. And plus you're also like seeing people in their room. So there's something Mm -hmm. that's like kind of intimate about it. I think like there's this, I've been trying to like figure out how to say it in words, but there's something about Hyperpop where it's like both Really ironic, but it's somehow so ironic that it like breaks through to being sincere. Um, and I think it just like comes through in many different ways. So, like, you know, like you'll have people in these crazy outfits and stuff, but like sitting in their room at an online hyper pop party, right? Um, I yeah, I don't know, I yeah. I, I, have you seen, like, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: I know. Stuff? Yeah, I totally know what you're saying. I think you're definitely onto something by saying it's knowingly ironic, but so much so that it's very real. Mm-hmm. I think there is a bit, and I think some of like the criticism around hyperpop is because it is very intense and very like over the top in a lot of ways and like completely consumes you like you cannot really pay attention to anything else if you're listening to like hundred kicks for example like it's hard to do much else but that's kind of the beauty of it is you become kind of all consumed in this music and all you want to do is dance and dress up and just have fun i think it's like a very unique way that hyperpop's been able to create an online community for so many people um and also if I do recall, didn't you get featured on a stream?
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, I was dancing really hard to Dylan Brady's music uh, at a subculture party online, mm-hmm. and I had a free Britney sign, and I got like <laughs> put up on the screen with like some iconic artists. I was up there with Dorian Electra, Dylan Brady. Pussy riot,
0: wow, and
1: Alice Longyu Gao. So I'm a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah, holy shit, that is huge. I remember when you sent me a screenshot of that. I was like, "Is this edited in?
1: This can't be real." It was so sick. Nope, it was it was real.
0: Actually, I remember one of the first because you mentioned Dorian Electra one of a few years ago. I think Dorian Electra was like somehow like kind of a mutual friend in some way Mm -hmm. and I remember they were one of the first people I'd seen and you'd showed me and I think yeah just like some music video of theirs
1: yeah I think I sent you career boy
0: which sounds like Korea boy
1: (laughs) Korea boy (laughs) yeah it literally Um, sounds like Korea boy (laughs) but yeah that was also like kind of one of my earlier introductions into what hyperpop is. Um, a friend of mine had moved to LA mm-hmm. and um, kind of ended up in this like scene of people who um, have ties to Charlie XCX. Mm-hmm. And it like, it. I think it was before they even like had the term hyperpop um, but like basically, that scene ended up being like Dorian Electra, Mood Killer, Charlie XCX, um, and that scene has kind of combined with PC music mm-hmm. and 100 Gex and formed like what is now the like hyper-pop scene.
0: I'm curious if post-COVID, when uh, people can start having shows again, if because Hyperpop has gained such like an online community and like has been doing these virtual shows so well I don't know just how that's going to translate and how that's going to feel different once it's in person because there's so many people who are fans who haven't experienced in person you know it'll be a whole different thing
1: yeah I I'm definitely curious to see what that's gonna look like
0: I hope people like dress up and feel because there's something about like being in your own room and also a lot of people wouldn't go to concerts by themselves usually but when it's virtual I feel like people are more willing to maybe log on by themselves and also everyone is kind of required to be by themselves so Mm -hmm. I hope that people feel just as good about like dressing up and going alone if they have to to the in-person shows but curious to see
1: yeah Um, do you think you'll go to is there any any hyper pop artists that you want to go and see once things are open again
0: i want to see everyone i mean i'm just excited to go to concerts again i remember the best i saw sophie a couple years ago and that was a unreal show i mean i'm like fucking rest in peace i will say it over and over again but yeah she was absolutely incredible and i'm really glad that i was able to have that experience um because if you were to ask me who's the number one artist I want to see in hyperpop space, I would say Sophie. Um, yeah. but you know, I'm excited to go to any kinds of shows. Um, and hopefully we can go to show together. Hell yeah. Once it's available. <laughs> um, so I did want to go into focusing on a song. I think I kind of want this to be like a thing for the podcast, is I think you know it's easy to talk about stuff like vaguely and kind of like jump around to a bunch of different stuff but I would like to focus on a song yeah that just means a lot to you um so go ahead what is it
1: Sienna said in the last one like I don't do favorites I also don't do favorites that's the
0: point though because that everyone hates the question like what's your favorite song because that shouldn't be a question but we're doing it
1: yeah I mean (laughs) I think the most like okay my favorite song that's Mm -hmm. hyper pop um is hey cutie by cutie which is she like cutie's an artist that only made one song Mm. I think that it was primarily Sophie like a Sophie project and maybe a couple other people from PC music were involved. Mm. Um, but yeah that's that's my favorite song if I have to choose a favorite.
0: Damn. I actually have never even heard of this project before. How did you find? How did you find it?
1: I don't remember, um, but it's like I don't know. It's like so bouncy and fun, and cute and simple mm-hmm. that it's like hard. It's hard not to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm surprised. I'm sure if you, it's the one that goes like. Hey, cutie. Yeah. Yeah. There's something I want to say. Oh, my I've every time you think of me. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I've definitely heard that before. It's definitely been played at some kind of event. OK, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I probably yeah. played it for you at some point.
0: Yeah, it's probably been blasted at my car at some point. Yeah. yeah. Um, What about lyrically? Like what is what part gets you? I don't know how it's pretty repetitive, but is there a specific part that when you hear it, you're just like extra bouncy and happy?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just that chorus. Like, I think the Mm -hmm. chorus is so cute. And, um, I don't know, there's like something even just about how the lyrics like fall out of your mouth that makes it like really fun to like sing along to. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like, you know, just like, hey cutie. Yeah, yeah. There's something I want to say. I feel your hands on my body. Every time you think of me. Hey cutie. Yeah, even <laughs> though you're so far away. Aww. I feel your hands on my body every time you think of me, boy. So
0: cute. I it's so cute. I know that people can't see us, but we are bopping. I was bopping my head along. We were both bopping our heads as mm-hmm. Sage was singing. And thank you for singing the song, also, because i decided to not put in samples of the songs for uh, fair use, like, copyright infringement. So mm-hmm. thank you for singing it <laughs> so everyone knows.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, is there, like, a specific memory that comes to mind when you listen to this song? or like, a place just where if you just close your eyes, like, what you see when you are listening to the song? Um,
1: it, well, it honestly just makes me think of... A lot of times that I've spent on dating apps. Um, <laughs> a lot of times my opener will be Hey QT," oh.
0: um,
1: And that's, that's the first test. If they get the reference. Do like, they? No. And that's, it's not really a test, um, <laughs> but like I, sometimes I'll send it over to people and they'll be like this. They'll never respond or they will be like i fucked with this song
0: like, yeah. and like oh yeah That was always a good way to start a conversation is through mm-hmm. s- subtle music reference yep for a very cute song that's also something i do like about hyperpop if it's it's not very pretentious at all or mm-hmm. like i feel like there's obviously so many music genres that are so pretentious and like exclusive where hyperpop is not that at all
1: yeah no, I agree. I think I, I wanted to talk about hyperpop after listening to your last episode because I think that's one of the big similarities between pop punk and hyperpop is like they're not at all pretentious. Neither mm-hmm. of them are. Like they are just, I don't know, they're like about being like really over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. Yeah.
0: Know. And they both know that there's definitely a lot of people who especially like very music pretentious people who kind of like kind of scoff at the idea of pop punk because it's not like or hyper pop because it's not quote-unquote like sophisticated or Mm -hmm. like very musically complex I don't fucking know like but totally so I feel like moral of the story is it's good to you if you're going to talk about music on a dating app it's better that it's A kind genre instead of I don't know (laughs) I feel like it could go bad if it if your first reference was like a really obscure pretentious like jazz reference or something
1: yeah or whenever I talk about metal people kind of get scared off oh they're like nope (laughs) yeah most people are not very interested in talking (laughs) I mean it's kind of hard to like text about music anyway I don't do it a whole lot Mm -hmm. um but yeah, no, it's a good. I feel like it's a good like conversation starter. Totally,
0: yeah. And if they don't know it, I feel like it's more approachable to introduce someone to hyperpop than it is to be like, "Look, this is why you should like metal." You know, yeah. hyperpop's much easier to like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How often? I mean, this might not be applicable, but how like. From your day-to-day, how often do you listen to hyperpop? Like, is it something you're able to listen to kind of constantly in the background or... Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah, I listen to it all the time. I love listening to it when I'm (laughs) driving, especially. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, you know, I've been stuck inside for a year (laughs) and... There, there was just so many times where I was just like I need to get some energy out I guess I'm just gonna like blast hyper pop in my headphones and like just try and do something fun on the computer or go for a walk or something
0: do you are you able to focus like are you able to like do work and listen to hyper pop
1: I mean as I said before I'm trying to do as little work as possible right so I can do it possible while listening to hyperpop for sure totally totally
0: that makes sense does it generally make you feel happy or can you think of a hyperpop song that makes you feel sad or like maybe the opposite of what you generally would associate your feelings towards hyperpop I'm assuming they're generally happy but are there any sad songs
1: um I mean I think that so the album, the, How I'm Feeling Now by Charlie XCX, like mm-hmm. that, I, that's like the first big album that came out in hyper pop after COVID started. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it does a good job of like, a lot of the songs are really upbeat, but they're also kind of melancholy, like missing, you know, being able to go out with their friends, like being able to go out with your friends or like, nostalgia like it's a very nostalgic genre um mm-hmm. in the remix album that 100 gecks put out um
0: oh gosh yeah wait i was thinking about this on the other day let me go to the album too there's a song on there that i kept playing over and over I,
1: it's called a thousand gecks in the tree of clues i think it is
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: um and like that album has fallout boy featured on it
0: that was a song that i couldn't stop listening to hand Hand crushed crushed by by a
1: mallet yeah Yeah,
0: so good
1: yeah um and like i don't know it's just so like that song uh, it kind of comes across like sad ish i guess i don't know it's it's just kind of like a blend of emotions um which i think is like also why i think it's such a universal genre that like anyone could get into right There's, like kind of something in there for everyone like in in this album alone we've got charlie XX, we've got rico nasty we've got caro caro bonito and fallout boy as those are like the big names that i know along with like tommy cash and hannah diamond
0: mm-hmm. and like
1: that's like five different genres right there. That's like so many different like types of people all participating in it. Right. Um, yeah. And like, I don't know, like even on in the original version, like just the album, A Thousand Gex, there's like ska references, right? With like mm-hmm. stupid Horse is just a straight up ska song, which <laughs> I grew up listening to ska. So that also just like resonates really hard with me. I, I don't know. it like. I'm people say like we're cuspers, right? Like I'm 25, I was born in ninety-six. Like a lot of people my age say that they're millennials. Um, but like personally, I think that I'm like an old Gen Zer. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely I definitely identify more as like a Gen Zer. Hmm. And I think that this is the music for someone who like grew up on the internet. You know, totally. like one of another one of my favorite songs is like Rebecca Black did a remix of Friday. Oh yeah. And it's incredible. Yeah, and it's got like Dorian Electra and
0: Rebecca Black knows what's up. Rebecca Black ended up being super cool. I watched her on YouTube for a bit and like just hearing about her experience making Friday and seeing where she's gone, she ended yeah. up being pretty
1: cool. Oh yeah. No, she's great. Um, There
0: was a rumor for a bit that she was going to go to uh, the high school down our street cathedral.
1: I think that that must have been a high that must have been a rumor at every single high school. I think comment
0: say something to us if that was ever a rumor at your high school. If
1: that was a rumor (laughs) at your high school, please send a a text message to (laughs) 858-705-8388.
0: Bleep the number note to editing carob leave the fucking number i'm Uh, sure it was a rumor i must use school okay who is other featured dorian electra and who
1: so it's got dorian electra big frida Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: 303 which wow uh, another huge throwback to like my middle school age like like 303 and kesha were like so huge back then Mm -hmm. and like all of these things are like referenced in hyperpop it's like I grew up in the context that Hyperpop comes out of. Totally. That's why I love it so much. It's like, it just feels all very relevant to me.
0: Yeah, even talking about Kesha and 303, I definitely, if there was a way to classify Hyperpop back then, they probably fell into it. That shit was Hyperpop. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Wow, what a throwback. So it's been around for longer. Look at us. We're finding out that we've actually known about Hyperpop since we are in middle school.
1: Yeah, that's, it's like a really messy genre because I think that like a lot of things can fall into it to the point Mm -hmm. where like, I don't know how, you know, like if too much stuff falls into it, then it's not like useful. But Mm -hmm. like, in my opinion, like genre names are silly anyway. So it's just a vibe and hyper pop is a vibe.
0: It's the feeling. More than anything, it is the feeling it gives you. It's the way it makes you want to dance. It's all about the vibe yeah um kind of on that same note i guess we've talked a lot about your path to this kind of music but i don't know is there any kind of genre maybe when you were younger that was formative whether that led you to hyper pop or not but
1: i mean i don't know i guess i always i had like really weird taste in music growing up i feel like um I As I said, I love like, I loved like Eurobeat, like <laughs> I'm Blue, or I more recently found like Caramel Dancing, or Boom 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 by the Vanga Boys. Such a good song. So like all those, I feel like were pretty important to me growing up. The ha- I'm not joking about the hamster-, hamster dance either. Like that was huge for me.
0: <laughs> what year was that?
1: The hamster dance song? I must have been when that like started really hitting
0: i wonder how many views it has on youtube my guess right now is close to a billion
1: it's got 11 million views
0: honestly that's less than i
1: thought well okay wait 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 the okay wait, wait wait there's like so many different videos oh yeah so like 26 million views, 18 million views, 11 million views. So you know, total, that's like 40 million views.
0: You know what I'm getting confused with? I'm getting that confused with Nyan Cat.
1: Mm. Yeah. Also a very important song. Similar, similar. Yeah. Uh, ham- I mean, you know, the Hamster dance song.
0: Definitely. Yeah, totally. But I also remember Nyan Cat a little bit later that was Mm -hmm. I was like oh this is just the hamstrings but with like updated like (laughs) relevant emoji type things yeah
1: yeah I mean that was also just like I feel like Nyan Cat was like the first like the very beginning of like meme music totally like music that's like a pure meme um and so (laughs) you know that also like also fits in. I feel like there's probably a huge role that memes play in hyperpop that is more complex than I'm able to figure <laughs> out. Um, but, like, yeah, so I don't know. I was really into like really like low budget, like hamster dance type music. I love Dota and Bass Hunter. Um, in middle school I was really into dubstep that was a big thing for me
0: oh boy do I remember that phase I remember being at a friend's house with Sage and that's where I first heard um Skrillex I believe a scary what's it scary spirits and nice
1: scary monsters and nice nice sprites sprites. Yeah.
0: yeah I'll never I remember actually these headphones that I'm wearing right now I remember like discovering dubstep plugging my audio technica headphones and being like whoop 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 yeah I definitely
1: I think that part of that is that the way that I test every headphone that I get is I listen to scary monsters I think I showed you that I think yeah you did I was in your I remember you got your new headphones and we were in your kitchen (laughs) I was like well you've got to try it out with scary monsters and nice sprites and then you did
0: And I still do that to this day. (laughs) Even if I forget the name, sometimes I'm like, "Fuck that once girl song." Yeah, I totally remember that phase
1: for you. Mm -hmm. So there's that. I also went through like a pretty big like emo phase and was super into like Slipknot and uh, System of a Down and stuff. Um, Fucking Papa Roach.
0: Oh gosh. Yeah.
1: Just like the works. Um, So I don't know. I and like. I guess then then I was just really into like Kid Cudi for a long time I don't remember what I was listening to in high school I think that's when I like got more into like Death Grips and and Neutral Milk Hotel and stuff
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah and then college I got real into hip-hop for a while and then electronic music and then pretty much been consistently electronic music ever since
0: I feel like kind of the in-between of you going like into electronic you were also really into uh is it called juke Juke music yeah
1: mm. and yeah I love like footwork There's yeah. a lot of footwork music at my school and when I lived in Chicago I was lucky enough to see a couple footwork performers
0: yeah so cool like, I so. remember your phase in music where you're super into juke and footwork and I was like this is sick and I really started to like it too this has been a great long conversation but i did want to give you an opportunity to plug anything that you would like to plug
1: word well as i said before if you are looking to drop money on a used temperpedic mattress in chicago please hit me up my instagram handle is at underscore soap underscore is underscore dope underscore soap is dope with two underscores on the side and then underscores instead of spaces um and yeah i will cut you a good deal it's a five thousand dollar bed i'll sell it to you for much less than that um what else king size Uh, full size full size bed okay um it vibrates that's that's the big selling part it vibrates and adjusts um what else i'm currently a trying to become a personal assistant so if you know anyone who needs a personal assistant to uh like make appointments for them and stuff hit me up at the same place on instagram um data entry if you need internet research if you need someone to like Stock your ex's new partner on Facebook (laughs) I can do it if you pay me (laughs) um and if you know how to get into Israel and get a tourist visa hit me up all those things that's (laughs) is there anything else that I'm doing I think that's it
0: I think those are the main things (laughs) you for sure need to be contacted about
1: yeah so if you have any insights into any of those things Again, text me
0: at
1: (laughs) phone number which I said a couple times.
0: Yes, everyone hit me up and I'll relay every message to Sage. Um, Also, I think we talked about a lot of songs but I'm going to make a Spotify playlist so you can go listen to all of the songs that Sage and I talked about today. Cool. Thank you so much, Sage, for taking the time to talk to me today.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: And another huge thank you to Sage for being a part of today's episode. Sage is one of my best friends, so I'm so happy we were able to have this discussion. Quick update, since this episode was recorded, Sage actually does not need help getting into Israel. He's going to Egypt instead. And if you were planning on reaching out to him about anything that he mentioned in this podcast, he will not be around for the next month. So expect a response a month from now. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check out the Spotify link below to check out all the songs we talked about today, and I hope to see you next time.